0: Thank you there, Brother Quinn. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bishop. Amen. Uh, Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes down here in sunny wet Tallahassee, Florida. Amen. Just bringing your greetings this morning from uh, New Freedom Christian Ministry and also from More Than Conquers Warriors Christ Ministry up in uh, Richmond, here Georgia, there with our very own Pastors Eric and Phoebe Davis. Mm -hmm. We're just so glad to be with you this morning. We want to bless the Uh, the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's already blessed us with all these spiritual blessings and heavenly places. We're just so excited this morning what the Lord has got planned for us this morning. Two dynamic speakers going to be breaking the bread open this morning, feeding us manna from on high. So we're very excited about that. So again, we just want to welcome all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior. Awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we just give him all the praise this morning. I'm extremely excited Every time my wife, Pastor Sharon, uh, gets ready to bring the word because mm-hmm. she does have a verbal expression put there by yes. God, anointed there, to teach and to preach the word of God. I'm the preacher and the teacher. She's the teacher and the preacher. And we mm-hmm. sometimes just mix it up, man, and give you some scrambled eggs in the, in the gospel. Amen. But it's <laughs> all good because it's good food, man, from heaven. And then we have one of our very own, Minister Smith, testing, <coughs> testing and tried warrior for Christ. Yes. Loved her her ministry, love her testimony, what God has done in her life. And so you're going to get to bear witness to that for yourself this morning. And so we're just very excited. Want to take this opportunity as as I introduce Pastor Sharon, my wife, and present to you and and Minister Smith, Elaine Smith, amen, in Bainbridge, Georgia, one of our pillars in the ministry there. Uh, Normally it's her and her partner, uh, Minister Betty Biggles, a little under the weather today. So Pastor Sharon is going to be pinch-hitting, amen, what a treat that's going to be. Amen. To have your very own pastor step up, always ready to deliver that word on the behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and for your sake. Amen. So it's going to be good. So you stay tuned. Want to go ahead at this time and do a little house, you know, a little house message there for you. administrative note. Mm -hmm. You can join us every morning. We are a non-denominational Bible teaching, Bible believing, Bible preaching ministry. Amen. Both of these houses more than conquerors, Warriors with Pastor Phoebe and Pastor Eric Davis. And New Freedom Christian Ministry down here with non-denomination. We don't preach denomination. We preach and teach sound doctrine under the leading, guiding, and directing and anointing of the Holy Ghost. And we let him convict you with the word because our job is to put it out there. Amen. Speaking that truth to you in love without compromise, sound doctrine was documented in the word. And God said, it will not come back void. His word, as it goes out, it will not come back void. That's in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 11. We're just mouthpieces for God, and we love to make ourselves available to him, and he feeds us so that we can feed you. Amen. And so you're going to be blessed. We pray that God give you ears to hear what the Spirit is saying today. My question to you is this, man. What kind of ears do you have? Do you have itching ears? Do you have wise ears? Do you have ears to hear? Do you have deaf ears? But do you have miracle ears? This morning we were talking about miracle ears. Ears that are able to hear the miraculous things that God can do. Those are uh, what we call miracle ears. Amen. And this ain't no commercial for you to go out and buy no hearing devices. You just let the Lord give you ears to hear. You can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So I pray over your ears this morning that you will hear crystal clear what the Word is saying. Right now I want you to hear how you can join us every morning at 6 a.m. We have creating a proud culture for God, where we teach the Word, preach the Word, whatever the Holy Ghost moves us to do, and we pray. We pray the Word of God. We put it in remembrance of what He said, because He said that my people that are called by My name would humble themselves and pray, seek My face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then He would hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. Men are always to pray and pray not. We don't complain, but we pray. Amen. Little prayer. Little power, wow. much prayer, much wow. power, no prayer, no power. Amen. We can complain, but we need to pray about it. Everything, we ought to pray without ceasing. And so we're very excited about that. How can you join us in the morning at 6 a.m.? 712-775-7085. Access code 123218 two one eight pound, and you're in. Again, join us every morning at 6 a.m. daily. That's 712 775 7085, access code 123218. And you can also come back on Wednesday night for our Power Press starting at 730, same number. Amen. Then you can come back on Thursday night. We have, especially for you, a wisdom call. Amen. Where we mm. teach and we give wisdom because God wants us to have wisdom that he gives liberty, and then all you get is get some understanding. So it come is. on back, 730, yes, yes. Thursday night, for wisdom call. Same number, same access code, and Sunday morning, same thing. Come in at ten twenty-five. Praise and worship. The 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 morning corporate voice of Christ Ministry praise band, awesome praise and worship sets the tone. Bow the enemy man in praise and worship before the word of God comes forth. Clears the way for it. Amen. And that's, you know, again, at 1025, praise and worship, followed by 11 o'clock, ministry of the word. Again, non-denominational ministry. We ain't ain't doing no tradition, no philosophy, no enticing word, no excellency of speech that make the glorious gospel of no effect, but we operate under the spirit and power of God that God may demonstrate his word in your life when it goes out. So, again, come on and join us, 712-775-7085. Area code, I mean, access code 123218, pound, and you in. Thank you for joining us this morning. At this time, I'm going to step out of the way and let, introduce to you, present to others, my beautiful wife, anointed woman of God. She's not the first lady. She's not a lady of She is my wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes. Amen. Receive
1: her. Praise the Jesus. Well, I just want to give God. <laughs> thanks and honor uh for being here today, you know I thank him most of all for giving me something to say, giving me a word. you know I hear a lot of people speaking, and you know I believe they're doing their very best, but sometimes you know we've got to just make sure that we're hearing a word from God, and it's such a Awesome thing when you hear God speak. And so without further ado, I want to get right into the word. Um, I know my pat my pastor, Pastor Lester, my husband, we even though we pastor together, I always see him as my pastor, and he sees me as his pastor, but we both know that jesus is the true pastor and he is the shepherd and we are under shepherds to him and so here uh pastor lester have been talking about our hearing the way we hear and which brought me to a point where i began to think about in our hearing we're perceiving things and we're gaining knowledge but god has given us other senses that we can also um, retain and perceive. And one of the other ways that we can is through our seeing. And so, you know, there are many ways God can teach us. There are many things God can do to open our minds and to give us wisdom. So one of the ways I want to talk about today is seeing, seeing through God out. You know, once we acknowledge and accept and embrace the fact that he is the all wise God, not that I have wisdom, not that I'm so smart that I know what to do, but understanding that he is the all wise God. He is the one who knows all things. And you know, it's amazing that sometimes We'll take the little stuff we know and try to make a decision versus going to God who knows everything, who is all wise, and allowing him to make that decision for us. So today I want to take a look, I want to use as a thought, seeing through the eyes of God. Don't get caught up in your natural seeing. I want your spirit to see through the eyes of God. And so if if I would use a title today, it would be seeing through the eyes of God, the all wise God. Now let's establish uh, something from the beginning, that God wisdom come through his word, but hearing his word should give us a vision in our spirits, a vision to see, to perceive, to lay hold of. And so here I want you to understand like the book of Proverbs says in the third chapter, the 19th verse, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens. So, understanding this about God, that it was his wisdom that founded the earth. It was him all to himself. Man wasn't even there, wasn't even a part of it. We were only in the heart and the mind of God at that point. Job says in the book of Job, the 12th chapter, the 13th verse, he said, with him, wisdom and might to him belong counseling and understanding you know Job understood that very well because in the beginning he had friends that were saying things in his ear who were trying to counsel him but they didn't have the wisdom that God has and so sometimes when we allow people to counsel us when it should be God We find ourselves in a quandary. We find ourselves in a place where we're not able to make a good decision because we don't have good counseling. You know, there's counseling and there's good counseling. You know, there are people who think they know, but they're limited because they're not God. Isn't that amazing? that we can go to the all-wise God, the God who knows all things. Listen to what it says in the book of Romans, the 16th chapter and the 27th verse. Now understand, I am setting a platform here. I need you to understand that God is the all-wise God. I need you to understand that there are none wiser than God. That God did not have to go to anybody for counseling. (laughs) No one at all. When God created the heavens and the earth, he didn't ask anybody. He didn't go to a different power source to do what he wanted to do. God did it by his infinite wisdom, meaning limitless wisdom, by his infinite power, meaning limitless power, God did all of this on his own. Romans, the book of Romans, the 16th chapter, the 27th verse says, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ be glory forever. Amen. For he is the only wise God. I love it in the book of Isaiah the 55th chapter that says in the ninth verse, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is thinking on a totally different level. And because his thoughts are so much higher, therefore, his ways are higher. And the thing for us is, if we can ever begin to try to elevate our thoughts to where Jesus is, elevate the way we think, the way our hearts operate to where on the level that Jesus is, listen, we can do all things. That's how we're going to do all things through Christ. Our land is suffering. And we want an answer. We want change. But I got to tell you, change will never come. We're not going to have peace without the peacemaker. He is peace. We cannot have peace in this United States of America without the one who created peace. And so here we see there are so many things we need him for. We've got to begin to think like he thinks. Listen to this in the book of Jude, and there's only one chapter in that book. The 25th verse says, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and and ever it never stops his wisdom his power his majesty it never stops these are some things i need you to understand because we're going to go somewhere with this we're going to go and we're gonna look at in the history of the bible see there are certain books in the bible that talk to us about history and um one of the places i want to go to is second kings the book of second kings the sixth chapter now i'm not going to read the whole chapter but i'm going to pull from that chapter so i would love if in your spare time you would go back and read this chapter History shows us that God being the all wise God, the loving God, the inclusive God that he is. And I have to use that word inclusive because God didn't need us to do anything, but he wanted to include us. So therefore, he allowed us as men and women of God to be able to do certain things throughout our life. And and there's a part in this whole plan that God have created for man. And so here we see in this book, we we began to see where it talks about uh, some of the prophets. One of the prophets, it talks about in this book is elijah and elijah uh, was a great man of god he came behind another great man of god and he was able to learn from this man and here we see that he's teaching others which they refer to uh sometimes they call them sons of prophets schools of prophet. but i pull from this chapter because you know, we've been talking about um, Christians, we've been talking about the lost, how God is here for the lost. If there's someone who's never ever known God in the pardons of their sin, God is willing to get to know them today. We talk about the backsliders, those who've known God, and and, and they slid back from the position he brought them to. We talk about the prodigal sons and daughters of God who know God, who have an inheritance with the Lord, but yet they've gone out. And they have squandered their inheritance, but listen, God still wants them back. And we've also talked about the mature and immature Christian. And this chapter I picked because it shows immature and mature christian here we'll see some of the sons of the prophet even though they're they love the lord they're a little immature but we see elijah here who is a mature man of god and so here we go on we see they start off elijah is such a great man of god and mature man of god he walks in his calling as these young immature christians follow him and it talks about it starts off in this chapter and i'm starting to paraphrase right now it starts off it talks about that axe you know they start off talking about how crowded they are with where they're living and some of them say to elijah um we need to go to the woods and chop down some timber so we can build on Elijah said good idea he agrees to that and that's what they do this young man borrows an axe and he goes out and he's chopping and the axe head comes off of the wood that is on and at this point he you can tell he has a little apprehension because it's a borrowed axe, And now he's lost it in the water. So he goes to Elijah. And that's what a young Christian should do. If there's someone that you know, like your pastor, one of the ministers in the church, someone who you know God have matured along, you should go to them, talk to them. And they should be mature enough that if they cannot help you, then they'll take you to someone who can. But here we see them go. And Elijah is walking in his calling. He's not begging and borrowing. He's speaking the word. He said, go get me piece of wood he throws it in the water and the axe head floats we see him starting up here working the works of the lord and here they begin to and we see how they have faith in elijah he goes on and elijah it talks about another miracle elijah he's in Syria, and he hears the king speak of what he wants to do to the king of Israel, and Elijah sent word back to him, and you know, it really bothered the king of Syria that somehow Israel was getting all of his information, and Elijah said, and we see in verse 8, then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants saying in such and such a place shall be my camp. See, he's telling his secrets to the men he worked with, but he's not understanding why Israel knows all his secret. And he goes on in verse nine, and the man of God sent unto the king of Israel saying beware though pass not such a place for thither the Syrians are come down and the king of Israel sent to that place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice Mm, mm, mm. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his very own servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elijah the prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the word that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Listen to this. The all-wise God knows everything. Elijah was not in this king's bedchamber, but God was. And you gotta understand, there is nothing anyone can plan against you or I that God doesn't already know about. I don't need to take all this counseling from what people are saying on the streets. I need my counseling from God. You know, some of you talk about now, you look at the post talking about what the street's saying. What is God saying? What has God said about your situation? What have you listened to from God? What have you seen through the eyes of God? You can't see through God's eyes if you don't know God. It's time for God's children to spend a little time with him. And so here, this man began to think that he has a spy in his own camp. But his men are telling him, said, no, 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 no. We're not telling him. It's, It's this prophet. That God has that's telling the king of Israel. So, you know what he said? He sends an army after Elijah. He sends them to Dothan. And so they go there. And, and this is what's so amazing. We're going to move on to verse 14. Therefore, sent he thither horse and chariot and a great host. Listen. The king of Syria, he wasn't playing. He sent horses and chariots and a great host to go after one man of God. You got to understand how one saint can scare the devil when you get your mind right, when you begin to listen and take your counseling from God and not from man, when you begin to read your word and you tap into the wisdom of God, oh, you'll scare the enemy. And so here he see that he had to send a host of people. Verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early. This is the same servant who had lost the axe, and he saw how Elijah didn't get rabbled, he didn't get become afraid, but what he did, he Counsel with God, and He immediately began to work on correcting the problem. So here, this servant see him now. He rises early, and he goes forth. And behold, I'm still in verse 15. A host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And this servant said unto himself you see first when he looked about and he saw it he said to himself "Allah." he was afraid then he said my master how shall we do verse 16 and he answered this is elijah answering to him fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them see when you read this you know that elijah has spent time with god he know that god is endless he know that god is limitless not only in his wisdom but in his power and in his strength and then listen to elijah see this is where a mature christian has to come in and help the immature verse 17 and elijah prayed and said lord I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Oh, come on now. If you know something, if you know God is able, if you know God is capable, instead of seeing your brother's and sister's friend, you need to have a word. You need to tell them, hold up, God is able. Open your eyes. You need to begin to pray for your brother and your sister and say, God, open their eyes that they may see that it's more with us than with them. Come on now. Oh, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round the body Elijah see Elijah knew God had his back you gotta know God has your back before you can tell somebody else and so here we see Elijah not only knowing for himself but sharing We've got to share with our brothers and sisters. We've got to give a word to our brothers and sisters. Not a word in fear, not a word shaking at our knee, but a word knowing that God is God and there is no other beside him. Come on now. We have to understand who God is. And Elijah knew, that God had a multitude with him. Elijah knew, but Elijah wanted his younger counterpart to know. This is how you can bring an immature Christian up in maturity. First, you've got to show some maturity. First, I've got to be mature in the word. I've got to know that God is who God say that he is. Listen to this. And, and I, I'm just going to give you a few scriptures here. I got you, I've got to make sure you understand that God knew exactly what he was doing in this case. He knew that that king would come after Elijah, but he had a plan. You must understand that God has never learned from a mistake because God has never made a mistake. Oh, the all-wise God. God has never learned from a mistake. Man learning from his mistake, sometimes repeating the same mistakes over and over again, but God has never learned from a mistake because God has never made a mistake. This is the God we serve. This is why it's so important that we take our counsel from God versus from man. But now, listen to what Psalms 1-7, 147 and 5 says it's a great is our Lord in a great power his understanding is infinite meaning is endless it's limitless it's all powerful and we go on we see in Jeremiah 10 and 12 I'm not going to read that scripture But listen, I'm gonna give you four points, and that's one of the scriptures this point is based on. By him, wisdom, by his wisdom, the foundation of the earth were laid. The book of Genesis, the first chapter, the 16th verse, by his wisdom, the sun and moon were placed in perfect rotation. Oh, come on now. This is God infinite power. This is God infinite wisdom. That was point number two. Point number three, by his wisdoms, our bodies are knitted together inside our mother's womb. Go to the book of Jeremiah. You'll see that. Go to the book of Psalms. 139 Verse 13 and 14. Listen to what it says. For thou hast possessed my rings, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Verse 14 I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Ooh, marvelous are thy works. Mm, mm, mm. And that my soul knoweth well. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Point number four. By his wisdom, everything remains in balance on the earth and has done since creation. So since the beginning of time when God set everything in his place, it has remained where it should. And a scripture to support that, the book of Hebrews The first chapter, the third verse says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and he upholding all things by the word of his power. Mm, mm, mm. When he had by himself purged our sins, not only has he said everything, in his place and kept it, upheld it. He's also (laughs) purged us of our sin. And listen, when Jesus did his work, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. So you see, Jesus has done his work and he's sitting on the right hand of God, but he's not sitting there doing uh, nothing. He's sitting there making intercessions for you and for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just give God glory. I give him glory because God has done everything that we need. Our life has been planned out. Everything that's needed for mankind to make it. It's already been done. That's why we are more than conquerors. Meaning that even though we didn't fight this battle, he did, he won, he conquered all, we stand there with that belt. And we wear proudly because of what he have done. Not being proud of ourselves, but in a humble fashion, bowing to the Lord and Savior who have already done all these things for us. Not only have He taken us out of darkness and set us in light, He have made us conquerors. He have set our future already in place. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, and we give you glory and honor. And I want to just encourage you to try to see things through the eyes of God. Try to see things. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about if you can do it. Know that he has done it. It's already been done. We are predestinated for greatness. We have already been chosen. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Jesus had already chosen us. And so here, we just have to walk in what he's called us to do. I thank you for giving me your time today. I thank you for listening today, for understanding that God in his infinite wisdom, the all wise God, already has a plan for your life and for mine. And I thank you for your time. I'm now gonna turn you over to Minister Smith and I know she has a word for you, and I want you to just listen to it and take it in. God bless you. I love you, and I thank you for spending this time with us today. All right, Minister Smith.
2: Amen, Minister Smith, it's on you, amen. Amen, Minister Smith, we hear you. Good morning. You hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're ready for you. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. First, I want to thank everyone for joining creating a prayer culture for God this morning. Amen. My name is Minister Elaine Smith, and I minister under the leadership of Pastor Les and Sharon Hayes at New Freedom Christian Ministry Church at 725 Calhoun Street in Bainbridge, Georgia. I'm also affiliated with the More Than Conference Warriors. Christ Ministry Church in Savannah, Georgia, under the leadership of Pastor Eric and Phoebe Davis. Amen. Now I want to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I just want to uh, talk to you a little this morning. I had told Pastor Sharon yesterday, I said, you bake the cake and I'm just going to come along and put a little ice over it. Amen. And the cake was good because it was good because it was from God's word. And we know that God's word is good. And the ice is going to be good because it's going to come from God's word. And we know that his word is still good. Amen. So um, we've been talking lately about wisdom the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm going to be coming out the book of Ephesians. And I want you to put this question in your mind. You might want to write it down, but I just want to keep, want you to keep it in your mind as I go into the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. And my subject today is, who are you, amen? And uh, it is wise to know who you are and to have the wisdom from the knowledge of his word. The word will help you find who you are in Jesus. The world might say that you are this or that, but it's time that we see ourselves as saints and believers, the way God sees us and what he says about us. The only way you will know who you are is to know whose you are. We as saints belong to God and the Father of our Lord in Jesus Christ. Amen. So now that you know whose you are, so ask yourself who you are. Are. Amen. So the book of Ephesians, starting at chapter 1, verse 3, the first thing I found out about myself, knowing who, who I am, I'm blessed. Verse 3 say, the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 3, it said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So let us give thanks to God because He is worthy to be praised for awarding us, honoring us, granting us, and giving us the gift of all spiritual blessings in heaven. Amen. And I was gonna give I'm gonna give you some scriptures that point out the spiritual blessings that God gives us. And when I say us, I'm talking about his chosen ones. I'm talking about his saints. Amen. In Philippians chapter three, verse 20, that for our conversation, meaning citizenship. Amen. We got a citizenship in heaven. Our, for our conversation is in heaven, for which also we look for the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. The book of the book of Hebrews, chapter four, verse fourteen, says, "Seeing that we have a great High Priest, intersection, Amen, that is passed into heaven, into the heaven, Jesus the Son of God." Let us hold fast to our profession, Amen. Colossians, the book of Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So now we know we got hope in heaven. Amen. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fate, if not a preserved in heaven for you. So we know we got to inherit in heaven. Amen. The book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 20 and verse 21. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt where thieves do not break through a steal. Verse 21 says, And where your treasures is, there will your heart be also. So we got treasures in heaven. Amen. Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ set it on the right hand of God. Verse 2 says, set your affection, meaning your mind, on things above, not on things on this earth. Amen, somebody. So those are the spiritual blessings that's in heavenly places, which is in heaven, that God has given us. And when I say us, I'm still talking about the saints. Amen. I'm still talking about the ones who have faith and trust and believe in God. Amen. I'm still talking about the ones that one day decided that they want to give their life to the Lord. Amen. So, and I want to share this with you because I wasn't going to share it, but I think it's important that I share it because I remember uh, when I got saved and I was so excited that to the college get in college and the first thing that i thought about was this verse in philippians the book of the the book of philippians chapter 4 verse 13 when it said i can do all things through christ which strengthen me and i took that verse and i just went with it at the time i wasn't thinking about who i was in jesus i was just thinking about who i want who I was thinking about if I can accomplish all of this that I never thought I could do, that that was who I was going to be. So I took that verse and I began to go to college. And every time I think I graduated about four times with certificates, I was just, I was just going with it. I was just going with it because I thought that was who I was, you know, because I was going by what the scripture said it was strengthening me to do all things. And I was just, I just went with it. and. For about seven years, I went to the college and got some uh, technical degrees, uh, my associate, and I was just so excited. And after a while, when people would ask me who, and that's all I would tell them, I just thought that was it. I just thought that was it, to just tell them my accomplishment at the college. But after a while, all of that stuff faded out. I, I stopped being talking about it. And at the time, I wasn't understanding why it just faded away, amen? But then when I start reading and, and concentrating on God's word, amen, somebody, and I went in Ephesians, and I began to ask myself, you know, who are you? And I, all those times I was thinking that that's who I was. But the knowledge of the this college books, that, that didn't make me who I was. I wanted to see myself how Jesus saw me. And so that's where I'm at today. i found out who I am in Christ. And that's what's going to matter. When you get in Christ, it's important that you find out who you are. Because I told you at the beginning who you are, as, as a saint, we belong to Jesus. Amen. That's who we are. That's who we we belong to. And before you can find out who you are, you must know who you are. Amen. So I just thank God for giving me this today. And I hope that when I get through, you will find out who you are in Christ. I ain't talking about who people in the world say you are. We as saints, we in Christ now. So that's what's going to matter at the end. We got to know who we are, who Jesus said we are. Amen. So verse four says, I'm still in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 said, according as he has chosen us, we are chosen in him before the foundation of the world, that we shall be holy and without blame before him in love. See, even before the world was made, God had already chosen us to be here so that we would be holy and without fault before him. See, man might find fault in us, but when we give our lives to the Lord, he don't see fault in us, amen? We was chosen before the foundation of the world, before the world was even made, God had chosen. God already knew this day what I was gonna be doing. God already knew what you was gonna be doing this day. That's us that he has chosen. We believe in him. We chose one day to give our lives to him. So we are his chosen one. Amen, somebody. Romans, the book of Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. To them who are called according to his purpose. And I had to stop myself because I was telling people that wasn't saved. I was saying, everything going to work together for your good. And God had to stop me. He said, they not my chosen one. This ain't going to work for them. He said, if you're going to tell them anything, go in the book of Rome, chapter 10, verse 9. He said, let them know that if they should confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, they shall be saved. So now I don't tell people that everything's gonna work for their good if they're not saved, because it's not gonna work for their good. They're not showing God that he, they love him. So it's not gonna work for them. So we need to go in the Word and find a scripture that let them know the Word for everybody. It's for the saved as well as the unsaved. And that's a good scripture, the Book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, for the unsaved. That's what's going to work good for them. So now we know, at least I know, you have to ask your own self who you are. I know I'm blessed now, and I know I was chosen. Amen, somebody. Without blame, I'm I'm chosen, I'm holy, and without blame. Them two things right now I know. Still in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 5. Having predestinated unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Because his love for us, God had already decided through Jesus Christ, he will make us his children. This was his pleasure in purpose. So now I know I'm, I am a child of God. Amen, somebody. Verse six, still in the book of Ephesians, Chapter 1, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Let us praise God for his his glorious grace, for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. The book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 24. Being justified freely, see, it didn't cost us anything by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now I know I'm accepted, amen. Praise the Lord. Verse seven, still in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians, the first chapter, verse seven, in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. For by the blood of Christ we are set free. That is our sins are forgiven. Now I know I am redeemed. Amen? Praise the Lord. Still in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 8. Wherein he have abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. How great is the grace of God, which he gave us in such a large measure in all his wisdom and insight. See, I understand now why God gave the pastors, Pastor Lester, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Phoebe, Pastor Eric, the, the, the topics to talk about wisdom. Because it is important. That we get wisdom and get the understanding of his word. Amen. So now I know I'm a person of wisdom and prudence, meaning the insight, meaning understanding, meaning knowledge of God's word. Amen. Still in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 11. In whom also we have attained and inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now I'm in here. Amen. All things are done according to God's plan and decision. And God chose us to be his own people in union with Christ because of his own purpose. Based on what he had decided from the very beginning. We are his heritage, his treasure, and the apple of his eye. Amen, somebody. So today, like I said, I just want you to keep in mind to ask yourself who you are. I found out that I'm blessed. I'm chosen. I'm holding without blame. Amen, somebody. I'm a child of God. I've been accepted. I'm redeemed. I'm a person of wisdom and prudence, and I'm an heir. Amen, somebody. See, God is so good to us. That's why we ought to be thanking Him for everything that He has done in our lives today. It's good to be chosen. He has blessed us with these heavenly, these spiritual heavenly blessings. Money can't buy these blessings that he's blessed us with that in him. And the only way that we're going to receive these blessings, we got to give our lives to him. That's the only way. So I thank the saints. I thank everyone that has chose who have made a wise decision to want to live for him, because it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a great blessing. And that's why we ought to give God thanks every day that we were chosen. He knew before the the world was created, he knew that who was going to choose him to be their Savior. He already knew. He knew March 12, 2001, that was the day I didn't know, but he knew that was the day that I was going to make a wise decision to live for him, to give my life to him. He knew 19 years and four months later, I was still going to be serving him. Knew today he was gonna give me this to preach on, to teach on, to minister on. He knew it was time for me to find out who I am in Him. I'm not worried about what the world said about me. I'm in Christ now. That's all matter. How He see me? How Jesus see me? I know not who I am. So now, when someone asks me, I ain't got to talk about all the degrees. I graduated with honor. That ain't who I am. I ain't got to talk about that. Now, now I understand why I stopped that years ago. I didn't understand then, but now I understand that's not important knowing how to do algebra, that's not important. Keyboarding, that's not important. Reading, that's not important. What's important is the knowledge and the understanding of the word, God's word. That's what's important. That's what's going to help you know who you are and who you are through his word. I'm not knocking it for nobody trying to further their education. I'm talking about me. God has blessed me with a business. I don't have to further my education that's going to cost me money. Because see, I ain't no more financial aid. I went through that. God said, I have blessed you with everything you need to be successful. See, I'm walking in his plan. He already had a plan, a purpose for my life. I'm just not understanding it. So now when I'm asked the question, who I am, this is what I would tell them. I was created by God. He designed me. I'm not a mistake. His son died for me just so that I can be forgiven. He picked me to be his own. So I am chosen. He redeemed me. So I am wanted. He showed me grace just so I can be saved. He had a future for me because he loves me. So I do not have to wonder anymore. I am a child of God. When I met the one who created me, I found my identity. So now today, I know who I am. I am a child of God. So I pray and hope that this little icing that I gave you today, I hope it will help you to find who you are in Christ. Don't worry about who you are in the world. Just give your life to the Lord. That's the only way. Get to know him. so you will get to know who you are. I've been saved 19 years in about four months, and that's all right. I thank God for today that I now know who I am. See, it's a process, and when you give your life to the Lord, it's His time. It's no longer my time. I was not going to learn everything that God wanted me to know that day I gave my life to him. It's his timing. It's no longer me. So somebody said, you waited 19 years to know who you are. It's all right. Today I know who I am. That's what matters to God. He knew when the time was going to come that I was going to have to know who I was in him he knew that i was gonna stay with him until i found out who i was and today i can honestly say i have stayed with him today i can honestly say i'm still gonna stay with him cause it's more things now that he gonna show me that he know I need to know. So I'm gonna stay in the race. I just thank God today that I know who I am. So you ask yourself today. I don't know, do you know who you are? I don't know, but I'm just thanking God today that he's shown me through his word who I am. And that's the only way you gonna know who you are is It's through his word. Don't listen to what people say who you are. Because for seven years, I was thinking going to college and and graduating with honor and getting these degrees and just graduating, just graduating, using up financial I thought that was making me somebody. God ain't even looking at that. So when somebody asks you, don't say, I'm a teacher, I'm this, I'm that. God is not looking at that. We are We are saints. We need to let people know who we are in Christ. When we stand before God and he asks you that question, he don't want to hear nothing about you, a teacher. You don't even want to hear me say nothing about, well, God, you know I got my own business. He don't want to hear that. He want to hear what his word said. you are. So it's just time out for not knowing who we are and saying that we are saints and living for God and believers. Don't be afraid to tell people who you are in Christ. That's going to help them want to get in Christ. Man, when I'm worried about these these spiritual heavenly blessings, I'm not giving up. I'm trying to get there. I'm staying with Jesus. And the only way I'm going to receive him is when I get to heaven. So I just pray my heart go out to you. If you're not saved, Amen, somebody. If you're not saved, let this be a good day. Every day is good, but let this be a good day to you. Say, you know what? I need to find out who I am. I need to find out whose I am. As Pastor Sharon said, you got to know Jesus. You got to know who Jesus is. Find out whose you are. In order to find out who you are. And the only way you're going to do that is through his word. That's how I found out, through his word. People were looking at me by what I had accomplished. That's who they thought I was. But I thank God today that I know who I am. Can't nobody take that from me. So I am finished, but I do wanna ask that if anybody out there need to find their way back in the bike sliders, we know that God is married to the bike sliders, amen? And a part of her sons and daughters has lost their way and want to come back. And then you might just be tired of living in this sinful world. You might be tired of the devil tagging you, dragging you, beating you down. Come back to Jesus. And those who have your Bibles, if you will, you can turn to Roman, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9. And if you don't have your Bible, just listen. But I just want you to know that you are not alone. We as saints, we want you, we want to see you how God sees you. We love you, God love you, and if you got breath in your body, you still have a chance to get it right. I heard Pastor Eric uh, preach the other morning that he's coming back quickly. So don't pass this day up. Your quickly might be when you get off the line. I don't know. I'm not God. But if you will, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, reads, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's all you got to do. There's nothing hard about that. What's hard if you don't do it and still be out there, that's what's hard. This is the easiest thing that you can do. And I'm going to pray this little prayer for you. The ones that are out there lost. Because God, he's not, not going to twist your arms, but he will offer this to you. He loves you, but you got to love you enough to love him. So I'm going to pray this prayer to our sinners out there, the ones that not saved, the ones that lost their way. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. I believe that you is that Savior. So today, I place faith alone in Christ Jesus to forgive me my sins. I ask that you come live in me today, Lord, In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So like I said, I hope I said something. This was just a little icing, but it's good because it's God's word. And I pray that you find out today who you are. I thank God that I found out who I am in Christ. Talking to the saints now. We are saints, and we need to know who we are in Christ. So I just pray that you have a good day, and I pray that the word that Pastor Sharon brought forth will help you throughout your day, throughout your life. I hope the word that I brought you, that God gave both of us to give to you all, but we were first partakers of it, and I hope that it will help you today and the rest of your life And I just pray that you have a good day in Jesus' name, amen.